This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. I'm your host, Mel Rosenberg. And today I'm with an exceptional human being, a Canadian. <laughs> oh, Canada. Holly Hatam. Holly, oh, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much. And um, as they say in the uh, Iranian and Persian, how uh, uh, Oh, that's that's lovely that you know that. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the uh, interview. Um, unfortunately for me, I don't in- interview enough um, illustrators, um, and uh, you are an illustrator of over thirty. Uh, picture books. You've also written several yourselves, which I love your series. Um, I'll have it here. Dragons are real. Fairies are real. Mermaids are real. Unicorns are real. And uh, certainly they come to life in your, uh, their board books, right? Yes. And, uh, and that's wonderful. And um, you've illustrated uh, several uh, amazing uh, picture books, which we'll, we'll talk about. Um, and today we want to talk about your life, your career, your, your breakthrough, uh, your style, um, and, uh, and to show some of the books that you've uh, generously lent your wonderful hand to uh, making the text come to life. So um, let, let's start, I, I read a bit about you. Let's start a bit with the moment that changed your life 10 years ago. That moment was when I had just signed with my current agent. Uh, When she signs a new illustrator, she will usually send a welcome email out to all the creative directors and editors that she has on our list. And within 20 minutes of sending out that email, a creative director from HarperCollins responded back and immediately offered me two book deals. And the advance was an advance that I never thought I would get, especially for someone who was new. No one knew who I was at this time. And she didn't even have a book project for me. She just wanted to sign me in case someone else did, I guess. And and this was HarperCollins, no less. Yes, HarperCollins. 
Yes, and and the agent is Christy Ewers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. And she, and and the crazy thing about these interviews is that um, there's all these serendipitous coincidences. Uh, last week, I had Rosebos on the show, and she's also represented by Christy Ewers. Oh, oh, that's nice. So look her up, and I'll write to her that I interviewed you. That's very cool. And um. <laughs> And tell Christy that maybe I should have her now on the show also. Uh, she, she represents such uh, wonderful people. So um, so how did you find, you know, it's so hard uh, for illustrators and authors to break in, to find agents. It's one in a zillion billion. And you found a remarkable agency. Um, how did that happen? I was lucky enough that Christy found me. And at that moment, I was already with another agent that I was trying to get out of the contract because I just did not vibe with them. And Christy happened to find my work somewhere. She emailed me. I unfortunately had to tell her no at that time because I couldn't sign with someone new. And then months later, when I was able to get released from the contract... I got back in contact with Christy and signed with her immediately. And uh, and this is incredible because, you know, your your background is in graphic design. Um, you made a living for, for almost a decade um, illustrating um, wedding invitations. I did, yeah. <laughs> and I can, I can see the beginning of your artwork, these, these uh, cute uh, characters with these uh, very chubby faces. Um, and uh, and very sketched out and and these these characters uh come to life now in your in your renditions of, of cute little kids yeah i i did not enjoy graphic design and i didn't enjoy the wedding invitations but i'm thankful for this whole journey because that was the starting point of my style that has evolved into what it is now so everything happens for a reason so in the, the two years between uh, getting an advance from HarperCollins and getting uh, two incredible and, and famous books to illustrate, um, what were you doing? <laughs> I, I was starting to, because I signed with Christy, I was starting to get the book projects. So I did get, I had quite a few on the go before HarperCollins found a book for me or they created a book specifically for me to illustrate, which turned out to be Dear Girl. Dear Girl and, and then Dear Boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are very successful, award-winning uh, children's books. And uh, and that, that's wonderful. Do you, you have any of them to uh, wave around and show our audience? I do. I have, so. You're a bit dark. Maybe it's uh, right. early There's morning in Ontario. Wow. Beautiful. So that's that. This is what started my whole career. So this book. <laughs> can you can you open can you special. open it up? Can you open it up and show a spread or two? Um. So we have a video cast where people can see you, and then a podcast with NBN where people are going to have to run out and buy your book. So I can show you the page that has been resonating with so many people. It's been tattooed on people's bodies so many times. This is the page that. I get people are really resonating with. So it's cool to see when people send me photos of my art tattooed on their bodies. Okay. And um, usually I, I interview the authors. This is a little bit uh, upside down for me. So who are the authors of these wonderful books? 
This is Amy Krause Rosenthal. Unfortunately, she passed away right before the book came out and she co-wrote it with her daughter, Paris. And where do they live? I believe Paris grew up in Chicago. I think she lives in New York now. So when you were, when you were working on these, um, were you in touch with the authors? Uh, did you have free reign to illustrate as you like? I corresponded with Amy a couple of times. She was really ill at the time when I was illustrating the book. So we were rushing it so she could at least see the finished book, which she got to see. She just unfortunately didn't see it released out in the wild. And, uh, and Dear Boy? Dear Boy was written by her husband and Paris, which is right here. Okay, and show us something from this lovely book too, please. Uh, wonderful. So um, do, do illustrators, I, I, I usually interview authors because I have some limited understanding of picture books from the textual side. Um, and I have no idea really... Um, I just had a book come out and illustrated as a marvelous job, but for me, it's like a miracle. I can't draw stick figures. Um, so, so run me through the the, the process of, of of how it how it happens, how this magic happens. So usually, the publisher will get in contact with my agent and ask if I'm available or if I would like to do the project. They send. Holly, me. come a bit come a bit closer so we can see your beautiful face. I'm sorry, everyone. My lighting is terrible. Your lighting is not that good. No, I'm sorry. Okay. That is any better? It's a bit better, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so once I get the manuscript, if I enjoy it or if I can immediately envision the text come to life in illustrations, I will say yes. And then either I will begin sketching the character designs if it's important to the book, and once the character design is finalized and I move on to the sketches, which can, which can take quite a long time, depending on how many back and forths I go with the editor and how many revisions is required. And then once the sketches are finalized and I get the green light, that's when I begin painting, which can take another several months. <laughs> By the time the book comes out in the store, you have forgotten about the book because it can take years, at least one year. Some books can take longer. It just depends. Incredible. So um, I'm starting to, I'm going to ask you now a question. You don't have to answer it. Um, do you think that illustrators um, are hard done by? You know, I, 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 am, I, I interview all kinds of authors and they show me the pictures and we mention the illustrators, but illustrations are at least half of the, of the book. Do you think that illustrators have a chip on their shoulder uh, because they feel, I don't know, Oh, this is such a hard question to ask because I don't want to offend anybody. There's no hard, there's like no hard feelings towards authors, but as illustrators, yes, we do have a chip on our shoulders. I believe we're expected of a lot from publishers and, you know, they want things yesterday. And I've, we, it takes, I don't know if people realize, it can take months, sometimes years to work on a 32-page picture book. And I feel a lot of the attention goes to the author and we're just the secondary characters in the background. And I'm not saying all authors, but some authors, when they talk about the book, 
they don't mention the illustrator. They'll just say my book when it's, you know, a collaboration. So I don't mean to offend. I'm just saying from illustrator's point of view, we I have a lot of illustrator friends and we are constantly talking about this stuff. No, it, it, it's very important um, because as somebody who's gone through the process from the from the text side, um, you know, I'm in awe of my illustrators. Um, and um, but I should have more illustrators like you on my program, even though I'm really not a maven in the illustration process, but it is so important. Um, you are the people who give wings to our stories. It's a and collaboration. We need an author and we need the illustrator. I feel like we're just equally as important. Well, in, in the final product, it, at least the illustrator is equally important to the author. Um, let's let's now take take you back to um, to young Holly. Um, you are an international figure in your own right. Uh, a few words on that. Yeah, but that's I don't. It makes me so uncomfortable to even think that. <clears throat> like, in what sense are you talking about? You're 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 international. You're you're. Uh, oh, like you're... my background. Yeah. Ah, no. Listen. Oh. I, you. What's that? Hold on. You're you um as as a as a figure as an illustrator you are definitely international award winning uh you have illustrated books uh, written by very famous people and now you're very famous and you've written several of your own and uh, I mentioned Harper Collins but your uh, four board books uh, which I want to talk about a little bit which you've also written uh, so you can't have a chip on your shoulder uh, as far as the author's <laughs> concerned because you're the author. Uh, were published by none other than than Random House, and uh, and that's that's miraculous. Well, let's let's talk about your miracle. So um, when I say international, I mean your your background, your family background, uh, Iran, Canada, China. Tell us about it. So my parents are Iranian. I was born in Louisiana in the states, but I moved to Canada when I was two. And my husband is Chinese, so my son is biracial. <laughs> so are you proud Canadians? Yes. I mean, I still hold the American passport, but I identify as a Canadian because I've been here all of my life. And, and do you think that this um, international nature of Holly, you, you know, um, we talked about uh, names. I like talking about names on the show. Um, I never get to interview John Smith. Everybody has an interesting name, and um, Holly is not an Iranian name, and no. um, and and a Persian it would probably be Hatam, your family name, but um, probably everybody knows you as Adam, Adam, Holly Adam, um, and but you have this sensitivity to foreign culture. And My first name's not even Holly. My real name is yeah. Holly, and I'm not I'm not surprised either. Um, <laughs> So do you think that this this um, multicultural, diverse background it helps you in your thinking, in your artwork? Yes, yes, a lot. And it's important to me. And that's why you'll find that in a lot of my books, if I am given freedom, the main character will always be a little kid of color, just because that's not what I grew up seeing in books and TV. So if I have any opportunity to showcase that, in my books, I will. And it's especially important because now that I have a biracial son, 
I don't want him to grow up the same way I did thinking that he's, you know, he's invisible. Did, did you think that you were invisible, Holly? As a kid, yes, a lot. I tried to hide. I never talked about my culture. I tried to hide in the background. I was a very, very shy kid. I never talked about my family life. I hated the way I looked. I yeah. And um, but uh, in your biography, as a young kid, you were drawing all the time, right? All the time. I was always drawing and reading. And this was kind of a um, an escape for you. It was. I just loved, yeah, reading and going into these magical worlds, and it's what I've always wanted to do. I knew from a little kid that I wanted to write and illustrate books. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. Um, you didn't pursue it. You didn't study illustration. You studied graphic design. Mm -hmm. It's which is lost, which is different. I lost the confidence in myself. I didn't think I was a good enough illustrator to even apply to to study that in college and with my um, high school teacher said that I was showing strength in graphic design so from her advice that's what I went to school to study and I did not enjoy it for three years I stuck through it I did it which I'm grateful for because it gave me the tools I learned all of the programs that I use to this day to illustrate as, as, a, as a Canadian where did you study I went to two schools. I went to Sheridan College in Oakville for a year where I studied one year. I got to study every aspect of art. Um, and then I went to Fanshawe to study graphic design, which is in London. London, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not England. And, and, and did you manage to graduate? Yes, from oh, both. One, yeah, wonderful. And so then you're a graphic designer, but you don't want to be a graphic designer. No, I actually, from graduating school, I got a job right out of graduation. That's when we moved to Toronto and I hated it. I got fired from that first job. I don't know why. And then I got another job and I got fired from that job. They told me that I'm too slow, that I take too much time designing stuff. And they just wanted a, a designer that pumped out work. And that just wasn't who I was. So then once I got fired from two jobs, I'm like, I'm not going back. And I started freelancing as a designer, struggling to make ends meet. And then that's when I started the wedding invitation business. I had designed an invitation for one of my friends and it just started you, to snowball from there people you, were you, asking me so you have at least two angels in your life two you agents angels angels oh angels you have the angela of the wedding invitation who's that <laughs> who is the sorry who is the angel the angela of your first wedding invitation do you remember she, she was my friend melissa she asked me to illustrate her wedding invitation. But there was an Angela there somewhere. Maybe an the Angela? girl. Maybe the girl who got married. I'll, I'll, we'll check. We'll check later. Um, okay. And uh, and then so you 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 built a career, a, a successful, perhaps not lucrative one, but a successful career, designing wedding invitations. Um, I mean, I was it was paying the bills barely. There were times where we didn't know how we would pay for rent um but then once i got pregnant in 2013 we real 
we realized we couldn't do this. So my husband who had quit his job before to help me run the business, he went back to a regular office job. He's also a graphic designer. And I shut down the wedding invitation business. I hated it. And I said, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it when the baby comes. And that's when I started focusing on illustration. I just throughout this whole time, I was still drawing. So I had a lot of artwork that I could just throw up on a website. And soon after, I believe I was still pregnant when I got my first book deal, which was very, very small. This little book of poetry for kids. I I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but that was my my foot in the door. And actually... um... That's funny because the, one of the first poems is about a, a foot that falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you've but done your homework. I try, you know. Um, <laughs> but um, but you had a book deal, and um, and then everything everything snowballed. Um, and I think it's terrific because you must realize that what happened to you is like one in a thousand illustrators, or one in ten thousand illustrators. Um, and I know you're going to have trouble answering this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I'll ask it. You don't have to answer. What do you think it is about your artwork that is so special? I, I can tell you what I think, but I'm not a maven. What do you think? I think from just from what people have told me is that I'm very open and raw with my illustrations. And everything I draw comes from deep within. It's usually something I'm thinking about or struggling with. And I just put my emotions on the paper. And I think others can feel that emotion and they relate to it. And they think, especially if it's something to do with anxiety and mental health, I have a lot of people saying, thank you for doing that. I felt so alone. I'm so, I relate to your art. So I think that's what it is. Okay, I'll tell you what I think as somebody who's not a maven. Um, your, your, your facial expressions are poignant and simple at the same time. Oh, they, they, they suck in a lot of empathy from the, from the observer. Do, do you want to show a few of your, uh, a few of your uh, wonderful... Oh, here, uh, here's uh, a facial expression. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and you have this style with your faces that are a little bit pulled out like your wedding invitations. Like chubby faces, chubby, big eyes, big, heads, big, eyes. big eyes, yeah, big eyes, lots of expression, and um, and you know, I don't know if if you know this, but um, there's a science of cuteness, <laughs> yes, and um, and scientifically, if you draw children with um with big heads and big eyes, they're going to suck in empathy. We well, are, as I tell my son every day, you're so cute. I just want to bite you. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I think that I, I, I really think that, that that is one of the gifts. Do you have your um, or your board books uh, available anywhere? Um, and I have these the ones, most. Yeah, the unicorns are real. This is this is um, this is Holly and Holly, Holly the yeah. writer and Holly the Holly illustrator. So this is I think that these books are the most you. How did oh, they happen? How did they happen? So there, the first four came as a series idea to my, like, in my brain. And that's unicorns are real, dragons are real, fairies are real, and mermaids are real. And it was honestly just an excuse for me to draw unicorns because I'm obsessed with them. It's all around my studio. You'll just find unicorns everywhere. 
So it was just an excuse for me to draw unicorns all day. <laughs> yes, but you have uh, a books on dragons and the other. Um, so so I love I love the um, I love the premise here. You know that um, you know you start out show show the picture like where you. Of course, they're real. They have this and they have that, and they're made out of metal and the, and uh, yes, hugs and kisses and magic and chocolate and glitter, uh, sunshine. So uh, all these things are real. How could they? How could they not be real? And then the <laughs> the, the book plays between um, the imaginary and the real, uh, which I love. Do you want to read some of it, please? Read some of it. Yeah, one of your favorites. If you want to read the unicorn, that's fine. Unicorn. Unicorns frolic and prance in the forest. Did you want me to read the entire book? No. We'll I'll get into show you my, well, well, my I don't want to get I don't want to get into copyright difficulties here. <laughs> Unicorns wear golden Fridays and zebra stripes on Saturdays. This was one of my favorite pages to do just because they're so sassy. Yeah. And where's the where's our, the one with the where's the one with the empty hangers? The sorry? The There's one with hangers. empty hangers. Maybe the a hangers? different book. Maybe it's a different book. Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, this you drew is, it. This is all little kids' favorite page. Unicorns, yeah. tiny puffs of cotton candy. That's I, great. I had to put in a, a potty joke in there. <laughs> of course. What, what's a good unicorn book without a potty joke? <laughs> I agree. But but there's a for me, there's a, a deeper significance here because um, this interplay between... Um, when does an imaginary thing become real? Um, to me, they're real. Exactly. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, I was going to say when I was your age, uh, but I, now I'm talking about being four and five years old. That's my next question. Um, I had two books on Peter Pan, each one illustrated by different illustrators, and it's to drive my dad crazy. Because which was the real Peter Pan? <laughs> this one or that one? So, so for kids, of course, they, they they are real, and and once you've created the book, they become real to to an extent. So, uh, this is the segue into my next question: um, Are you a five year old, Holly? In my brain, I believe I am. <laughs> I always so, say, I tell everyone, I feel mentally, I feel like I'm still nineteen years old. Well, that, yeah, but um, nineteen is is big compared to five. True, little kid. I, I I think that you draw. I, I feel that you draw to the five year old inside you. That's how I feel. It's more fun that way. But like, I don't feel adults. Why do we have to be so serious all the time? That takes the joy out of life. I'm with you. So, the, this is something I've never asked an illustrator. Um, but this is fun, and I'm, I'm really happy. I want to thank your publicist who introduced Angela. us. Angela. Another Angela thank in, your, you. in yeah. your life. Angela Melamed, right? And um, I'm really thank you, Angela, for, for introducing us. Uh, this, is, this is special. So, Holly, I'm going to ask you now, because for me, you're mostly an illustrator. Yes. But you also have the sensitivity of an author. Okay? Um, and probably you're going to go ahead um, illustrating picture books, um, which is something you do so well, and, and, and you've had such success in this. Um, your imaginary author, 
what do you want to tell your imaginary author, the him or her? Um, what advice do you have to give to authors? You can give advice to illustrators if you want, but I want you to see whether you can give advice. What do you want to see when Random House or HarperCollins sends you a text of a story? I think it's the same thing I would tell illustrators is just write about what you love and it will shine through on the page. That, and that's what I always tell illustrators. Draw what you love and you will feel the emotion emanating from the page. So I feel it's the same advice I would give to authors. Like for me, I loved unicorns and everything magic. And I wrote those four books within the day and I sold it to Random House. And I just feel it's because I write what I love and I know if I struggle, if I'm trying to force something, whether it's writing or with my art, it comes out flat. Okay, but so let's let's proceed with this, okay? Let's say you love unicorns, but I, as an author, um, I want to write a story about the pink tachyderm in the room. You don't like tachyderms. You've never drawn a tachyderm. You don't know a tachyderm from Adam. Um, how do I know that if my book gets accepted, that the illustrator is going to be at one with the story? Well, I feel like an illustrator that doesn't know what a tachyderm is will not accept the job <laughs> or, <laughs> or they will do a lot of research <laughs> before they go ahead and do it. So no, it, yeah, but Holly, yeah, no, but, but what happened? Like I felt in my, in my book that the illustrator at some stage, it became her book. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when the magic happened. Am I mistaken? Is there a phase when you're doing the sketches or whatever that it becomes your book too, that you you become a part of the text? Oh, of or am course. I am no, of course. Like when I do a book, it's all me, especially if I'm giving given the creativity. I usually never even deal with the author. It's all through the publisher. So usually the author, once they submit their manuscript, it's out of their hands and then they've done their part. So now I get to do what I'm good at. Okay, but is, is there a moment when you look at the text and you say, oh, I know, I know how I'm yes. going to make, how I'm going to make this mine. That's the only reason I will accept a manuscript. If I'm reading it and I can already picture the drawings in my head, I know that I have to do it. And I know that it will sh come through in the art. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to be fun. No, I've turned down manuscripts before because just by reading them, I just, I didn't like connect with it. So I knew in that instance, I can't do it. So so do you think, you know, um, on the show, we have a lot of advice for aspiring authors, uh, but nobody's ever given advice to say, um, show your text to an illustrator or two, see whether they can get excited about it. Is that good that's, advice? That's good advice. Yeah, for sure. That is. Well, I didn't think of that, but that is, that's really good advice. Okay, so I, I might uh, surprise you and send you something one of these days. <laughs> what other suggestions do you have? Um, you're young and you've already, uh, you know, you, you're, you're way up there. You, you, you feel like that um, you're in some la-la land of, of being on top of the mountains. Or do you feel that you have pinnacles to climb? 
No, I still have, I still have big dreams. Like even though I've written books, they're board books. I have yet to publish my own picture book. So that's the next goal. Wow. Talk about that for a few minutes. Wow. 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 It's, uh, that, that, that doesn't appear in your bio or your website. <laughs> no, it's I've, I've been writing since I was a little kid. I love it, but People don't realize how hard writing a picture book manuscript is. You have to tell a whole story in a thousand words or less, right? It's, it is hard. I have been writing manuscripts for years and I have yet to get a deal for one. So I just, I try to practice my writing as much as I can. So that's my big, my next big lofty goal. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. I wouldn't even know what what to say to you. Um, <laughs> if I if I were to give you advice, it would be um, write something that you not you don't plan to illustrate. Oh, because that's otherwise true. you're you're always going to be moving towards your unicorns. That's true. All, all of my stories have a magical element to them. Yeah. So say what what, what would happen? Put yourself in in, in my shoes for a moment. Um, I should be so lucky as to sell a manuscript uh, and I have no control. It's going to go to some illustrator. Um, and that's wonderful because then, you know, you, you're, you're able to, to, to make a framework for an illustrator. But I'm thinking that if you're an author and illustrator, you're going to want to make a framework that's your framework. Is, mm -hmm. can, can Polly write a manuscript for somebody else who's going to illustrate it? That's actually very interesting because I'm such a control freak. So it would be a good exercise for me to do. And then I feel whoever illustrates it, will I be critiquing every single page? That's what I, I know. You no, no, you don't get to see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's the exercise, you see. That is very genius. I, that's a good, thank you for that tip. I'm going to do that. Okay, and, and thank you for being so um, open of and, course. And, and candid with the audience. I think that that's terrific. Um, sh show us a few more spreads because we're running out of time. Um, uh, do you have a specific? I, I, no, I'm going to let you pick here. <laughs> here is, this is my latest book, and it was my most favorite one to ever work on. A good deed. It was just because my values, a lot of my art has to do with kindness and nature. And this is exactly what this book is about. Okay. Um, my favorites. Yes, it, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful uh, feel-good book. And uh, it's written by a, an author who's famous for other genres. Oh, my favorite. The, the day that I got that email to say we want you to illustrate Jennifer because she wrote the, um, oh my gosh, the scavenger hunt books that I was such a fan of. Like I've read all of them. So that, that email was a dream come true to get. So, so are you in touch with Jennifer Bergman? Yep. So let's get her on the show. We should. She's so lovely. <laughs> what, what, did, 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 did you show her the pictures? I beforehand i don't think i did okay i i want to bring her on the show and ask her from her from her side uh, <laughs> okay. because this also this wonderful book is a is a departure for her 
uh, because she's so famous in writing for uh, for a older teenage kids and so on. It was her uh, first picture book that she wrote. Yeah, it, it just came out a few months ago. Yeah, and is it April? In April, yeah. A good deed can can grow, and uh, and you were the wonderful illustrator of this uh, very uh, heartwarming book. Oh, thank um, you. It, is there anything that I that I haven't asked you? I don't think so. Okay, so listen, um, it's early morning in uh, in uh, Waterloo, Ontario, <laughs> Canada. Uh, it's almost evening here in uh, in Tel Aviv, and um, I have been incredibly lucky to interview Holly Hatam and talk about her life and her craft and her um, emotional journey in becoming a, uh, an international in many ways, a um, illustrator and sometimes author. And Holly, I hope that we'll be in touch and, uh, and uh, I'll be able to interview you uh, when you have a picture book of your own that is uh, whether or not you're the illustrator. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been lovely. Then, then, then you'll have to give credit to the illustrator, you know. So just, <laughs> yeah, that, oh, I, of course. I just, of I course. just, I just wrote it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's been quite incredible having you. Uh, thank you very much, Angela Malamud, for bringing us together. And um, this is Mel Rosenberg, the host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And I have had a wonderful time with Holly Hattam. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Take care and keep your marvelous, colorful, open, wide open uh, illustrations coming. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. It's been great talking to you. Thank you.